The campaign was about a releasing nursing cadre, and the campaign idea was to consider the nurses on the professional scale because nurses in Bahrain are considered on the uh, regular scale. We started this campaign by wearing an orange ribbon and going to work with a badge that says uh, release nursing cadre, and then after a month we wore uh, the red color uh, red ribbon, and then it was Ramadan time, which is the fasting month, so we wore the white ribbon as a piece, and then we wore the black one. And during this time, we were harassed by the Ministry of Health. Uh, the nurses who wore the badges, they were um, uh, forbidden from going into scholarship. Um, they were um, blacklisted. Uh, they were punished just because we were wearing badges saying that we need increased salary. Although we never stopped working, we continued to work with wearing the uh, badges. Eventually, this continued for about um, seven, eight months, and then we had one of the crises, and um, my colleague, uh, the executive secretary, Brahim Dimistani, was detained for uh, helping uh, a protester who was shot by a a bird pellets uh, shotgun and he was detained for a week and we have requested for him to be released from prison and then they um, the government unfortunately attacked us and they closed the Bahrain Nursing Society and they overtaken our uh, our society and since then we don't have a place but we continue to work from our homes uh, because we believe that we haven't done anything wrong and that we are just um, helping others uh, in Bahrain. And how crucial did the networks that you developed through that campaign become during the post-February 14 crisis? Um, during the February um, 2011, actually, the network enlarged because a lot of people, a majority of nurses in Bahrain are Shia, which is... Um, um, Shia nurses who are, um, they live in the villages, and that's where the hit started on the villages in Bahrain. So we know the pain very much. Um, the idea of volunteering is one of the bases or the aims or the objectives of the Bahrain uh, Nursing Society. So people had to come and volunteer at the hospital, and I did not have a problem at all. You will be shocked by the nurses who just call me and phone me, and they said, keep my phone number with you and call me whenever you need somebody extra. And you didn't have to even call because whenever there were crises at the time, um, the nurses, paramedics, um, even first aiders, you will see them running to the hospital. So we had a huge um, outcome from nurses to be coming to Bahrain, uh, I mean, to come to the crisis or to come to the hospital to help. We were there day and night. Uh, we did not sleep for four or five days. But we never thought ever that the government will um, uh, honor us by being detained and being sacked and being uh, suspended from work. <clears throat> this one, we never saw it coming. Um, even when they detained us. <clears throat> 
some of us were detained in jail, and then we always thought to ourselves, oh, you know, there's nothing wrong. Um, maybe it's just for uh, investigation. Maybe it's just for, uh, you know, um, they're looking into the matter. But we never thought that this is, this is a sectarian act against only Shia nurses. Because uh, people who have worked at the hospital during the crisis were from different nationalities. It's not only Bahrainis. We were Bahraini Sunni Shia. We were um, Indians, Filipinos, um, people who had uh, from different Arab origins. Um, they were, were all working at the hospital. But the shocking um, the first shock that came to us was when we were in jail to see everybody who was detained were Shia. And what about the others? We were all there. And you can see the videos and you can, you know, it's all over the place that we were different nationalities working together. If the medics did something wrong, then they should have detained everybody who was working at the emergency room at the time. But surprisingly, no, it was certain people. Um, After we were released, you know, we came to know that our names was listed from the 13th of March. They had a big list of targeted people to car target them to um, detain them. And I understand that in June 2004, the World Health Organization Regional Office for the Eastern Mediterranean convened the sixth meeting of the Regional Advisory Panel on Nursing and the Consultation on Disaster Nursing and Preparedness Mitigation, Response and Recovery in Manama, Bahrain, and you participated in that. Could anything have prepared you for the persecution of medics during the crackdown following February 14? Um, you know, we uh, yes, I was in that meeting, and as a matter of fact, uh, World Health Organization have sent me as a consultant for emergency and disaster management to Jordan in 2010, and we were working on how to train nurses uh, during disasters. I was also sent as a consultant to uh, Japan and to China, but you know what? One thing that never prepared you to, I was prepared for the disaster, yes, and that's why I was there. I'm a graduate with a master's degree in emergency nursing program, I mean in emergency and disaster management, but I never thought that I will be detained. I never thought that they will detain the medics. I never thought that the medics will be targeted. See, there's a different two issues. Were we prepared? Yes, we were prepared. And we've worked our buns off during that time. We were so organized where any time they needed a nurse from the hospital, they will call me and they say, we need an ICU nurse, we need a, a theater nurse, we need this or that, and I have my nurses ready who are members of the Bahrain Nursing Society. We are very prepared, and we said, okay, we're going to go. When the ambulances used to come, we need to supply them. When we started having civilian cars as an ambulance, we had to prepare civilian cars to be ambulances. We fixed it. Yes, we were prepared to manage disasters. But the shocking thing was that my own government, my own people to detain us for working and helping the the ill people and the protesters who were um, injured, that's, that's a shock, and it's still a shock. Until this day, I'm talking to you, and I'm free, I have been acquitted, 
but I am still shocked. I cannot believe I'm in my own home. And it definitely has shocked the world as well. I mean, since the persecution of medics in Bahrain, there has been international outcry from health organisations, as you would know, such as the International Council of Nurses, the World Health Organisation, the International Red Cross, and the list goes on. I'd like to ask you um, just Uh that most of the discourses have centred around the question of medical neutrality. How would you define medical neutrality and the importance of medical neutrality during times of political crisis? Okay. You know, although we have the Geneva Convention, and the Geneva Convention, it's... uh, the government have signed a treaty that any time during the war that the medics are protected whenever they're wearing their lab coat, whenever they have the red crescent on their tents, that they are being protected. Well, unfortunately, Bahrain government never respected that because we did have a tent, we did have the red crescent, we did, we were wearing our lab coats and we were all detained. That's number one. Two, I thank the international arena for their pressure to help us and to help the medics. And I hope they continue because there are nine who have been acquitted and there are nine who have not been acquitted yet. And we need all the um, accusation to be dropped and that they are innocent because we know the world knows that they are innocent. We have 28 um, medics who are misdemeanors who are still in court. So don't think that the 29 have acquitted and the other then there's nothing wrong and there's, everything is peaceful. No, because the medics, um, they are divided into felonies, 20 felonies and 28 misdemeanors. The 20 felonies, um, two of them because they ran away, so they are overseas. Um, the 18, nine have been acquitted and nine not. So we need them to drop the charges and they need, they need to be acquitted. And we still have 28 in court till this day too. They are on trial who are the misdemeanors. 